Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, etc., etc. How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Who doesn't love free? And ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. That's right. Free platform, free sponsorship. What more could you ask for? So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, etc., go to anchor.fm slash start, anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Please get started. It's all love. This is a great space for the creative Anchor podcast. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. Will I ride? Will I ride? Yeah. This ain't no podcast, it is a broadcast. Yeah. Yo, this the smartest and dumbest you ever heard. Intelligent and ignorant, you heard it first. Sipping on this brown with a brown skin Cognac and caramel skins with time beard Who you love, who you hate, well let's talk about it The hottest topics and best believe we ain't going gothic Hotter than the tropics, you looking forward, you know we got it See the bigger picture, no microscopic We the livest, know you tuned in Yeah we know you tuned in, nothing but a G thing All we missing is juice and gin Tying up the loose ends, we ain't ask for your two cents Special guests every single day and still no new friends Calm down youngin', I know you see that we running I promise that this ain't nothing compared to what's really coming Andre, I ain't talking 3000, I'm talking drumming off the glass when I dunk it, it's geese, just say you love it. Uh, this that ignorant, it's true like, yeah, getting jiggy on the mic, one, two, one, two, this that ignorant, it's true like, you know, sports, social commentary, women in life, yeah, this that ignorant, it's true like, uh-huh, getting jiggy on the mic, one, two, one, two, this that ignorant, it's true like, you know, sports, social commentary, women in life, that's right. Peace. Yeah. Okay. Ignorant Intelligent Podcast. Mike check one two. We got brother Red Pill on. You know. Um. How's it going, man? All is well, my brother. No All complaints. Right. All is well. You know. All I woke well. up. Yeah. Woke you up. Feel, you feel me? We woke up, man. It's <laughs> blessed and not stressed. That's you know what I'm all. Saying? Yeah. Uh, mothers and, and kiss the babies and all of that. You know. That's what I'm right. Saying? That's right. You know, you know so that's the most now, important thing. And now that we got everything up and rolling, man, um, you know, uh, let's get the backdrop going once again with Brother Red Pill. Yes, indeed. Um, for the family that's out there, peace, love, and light. This is your brother Red Pill, one half of the Twin Pillars. Uh, my brother Blue Pill, 
Um, he's not here with us right now. He's in the South. But we are the Twin Pillars. We represent our brand, Know the Ledge Media, which encompasses Know the Ledge uh, Radio, okay. Know the Ledge University, and Know the Ledge uh, TV. Okay, we've been doing this thing for about 10 years inside of what is known as consciousness, uh, mm. representing media from all aspects, whether it may be podcasts, vlogging, documentaries, mm-hmm. ebooks, um, you name it. You know, we've been out here disseminating information. Uh, my brother Blue Pill, he's been in it longer than me. He's been doing journalism. He has a degree in journalism, so he's been doing oh, yeah, he's been dedicated to hip-hop journalism for a very long time. You know what I'm saying? So we're just taking our skills, our skill set, and applying it to a new genre and, you know, helping to pave the way with others. We're not the only ones that are out there. There are others who have been doing the good work. So, you know, we're just keeping up with tradition. Yeah, and, and, and from a personal standpoint, you know, when it comes to the knowledge I really, I really like the the fresh, the fresh appeal um, that you guys bring to consciousness and, and giving the information to the people, because you know, um, for for most people in my age demographic, I'm 26. I just turned 26 in December. Okay. You know the way we the way we retain information now is so different. You know, so yeah. Um, dealing with um, I would say uh, Dr. Africa's, uh, Dr. Valentine. You know, um, those kind of cats with the lectures are yes. our generation necessarily, you know, their their attention is, is deficit. You know what I mean? They can't sit yeah, yeah. for an hour or two and retain the info and, and get it and get and get the spin on it the way you guys do, uh integrating hip hop and integrating a hip hop uh kind of a nuance to the information. You know what I'm saying? So uh yes, well. Kings County with which with your brand. And and the way you put it together, man, is so dope. You know, so talk Appreciate about that. that. Talk about uh, you know, your brand and, and and street consciousness. Well, one of the things that you know, we're students of the said teachers that you mentioned. Uh, I would say these are the godfathers of modern day consciousness. These uh these brothers, especially Dr. Phil Valentine, mm-hmm. Bobby Hemmett, yeah, uh, Dr. Sabi. You know, baby, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, rest in peace, Doctor Delbert Blair, uh, Hakeem Bay. You know, Taj Tariq Bay. Yeah, hit him. Yeah, you good, Phil? Yeah, I'm good. All right, cool, cool. Go ahead and uh, finish the live. We're waiting for the for the team one time, man. Okay, so yeah, like I was saying, um. We were introduced to the master teachers via the underground lecture circuit, okay? And okay. Uh, that was in um, primarily in New York, Harlem, and Brooklyn. And we also had um, events popping in like Atlanta through Bobby Hemmett and whatnot. And, um, you know, these are these are our elders and what, you know, they're oh. older than us. So... We were faced at a certain time with, you know, being part of hip hop and being able to translate some of the things that we were hearing to the people of our generation because there was no YouTube and, you know, you couldn't necessarily just say, yo, 
I want you to hear this, you know, because it's <laughs> like, where you going to hear it at? On a Walkman? Even though we were, we were, we had lectures on audio cassette. That was a big thing, too. Okay. So what we realized after a while is that, you know, it was, it was best to remain authentic. Mm. That, you know, you don't want to basically compromise who you are as hip hop, right? Yeah. To teach. And the example that I would use would be that let's say that I started teaching and I wanted to speak to my people, the youth. Right. But I was speaking with big words and I was <laughs> basically going over their heads yeah. and talking down to them in a sense, you know, and the appeal that Bobby Hemet and Phil Valentine and Sabi had on the youth is the fact that they didn't choose to go that route. They were cursing, you know, they were making cultural references. You feel me? Yeah. They kind of like letting it, letting their hair down. And they were seen as the antithesis to the academia who mm -hmm. were also making strides in the community. That would be like Dr. Ben and yeah. Clark and things of that nature. These are these were the elders of these teachers. You feel me? Yeah, John Henry Clark, and, he's a legend, man. Yes, and the appeal that Farrakhan and um, the Nation of Islam had on a lot of people as well. Because they were still, they were still, you know, people were still drinking from that fountain. And Dr. York as well. Yeah. So... A lot of the youth began to gravitate towards people who spoke their language and they could basically, they were like, okay, I, you know, because the information that Clark and all of them were bringing, that was foundation that, you know, we're still, we're still going, this is still a stepping stone, right? right. So you have to start somewhere. So the foundation of history, uh, the foundation of who we are and where we come from versus what they were telling us, that was something that people got from the gate. And then when it got into metaphysical, which is beyond physical, mm -hmm. people were eager to basically begin to do that kind of studying because that was an added, that was an add-on, you know, that was an upgrade to what it is that we were learning about our glorious history and things of that nature. Mm. You know, so that's where occultism, metaphysics that blew that that blew up that was blowing up in the 90s and things of that nature on both sides on the black side and the white side they oh. call it new age okay right but we were thirsty to you know go further in our studies than what david ike and william cooper would be on a pale horse were were giving us and there's so many other authors you know Mm -hmm. But they were feeding Peter Moon. And they, they were feeding us a lot of information, but it wasn't necessarily <clears throat> speaking about who we are genetically, um, culturally, right? Right. When the Moors came along and they began to lift the veil and explain to the family that, no, these people received their light from you. It Ooh. was mind-blowing because this is not what we were learning from the academia, they were not, they were not, they were not necessarily giving it up like that, you know, 
because we had questions that dealt with things that were a little bit further than just regular history books. We because the, the the Europeans they were going into space, they were going into dimensions. You know what I mean? They were fourth dimension. They were talking about aliens and the green people and the greys. So Bobby, Phil, Delbert, and a, and a few others they knocked that down immediately. C. Freemanel would be the um, premier Moorish scholar who laid out a lot. He's actually Bobby Hemmett's teacher. And okay. he, yeah, he was laying out a lot of Masonic, uh, Moorish history. You know what I mean? Just yeah. completely putting the pieces in a puzzle together. So when it came time for us to reinterpret it, we decided to just give it to, to not, you know, edit the message and keep it hip hop. Right, the raw truth. Keep it the raw truth. Yeah, just keep put the swag on it. Right. That's what you. That's what you see, in uh, the speakers of the teachers who came out in like '06. That was that would be considered the time period where things began to switch over. A. A. Rashid, uh, Asir the Duke of Tears. Yeah, I, I think um, one of one of my first encounters online. Um, just, just you know, want to get other knowledge. I wasn't really too deep into um, the the personas per se. Beside Netta TV, that's when yeah. I kind of got introduced um, to Brother Polite and, and a few others. Yes, I, I was dropping knowledge at that time. I was still in high school, I think. You know, well, this is not this is not that period. Polite okay. comes later. You okay. know, what I'm saying we gotta, I gotta, we have to give uh, you know props to the ones who came before. So. You know, the ones who ushered in this hip-hop uh, era of consciousness, it would be A.A. Rashid, the Kabbalah God. Okay. The Duke of Tears. Um, Panic was out there. There was Panic, Rudra, a few other young scholars that were dealing with the occult and stuff like that. Um, who else was there doing? Ali Muhammad was coming up. He was doing his thing. Okay, give you me it, man, yeah. Yeah, um, Marikush, the brothers from Moors in, in, in court, um, Shyam, the Liberator, they were doing their thing. You know, they, they, they were the ones who were going into the courtroom and recording, shutting down judges. Now, that's very important to where we are right now socially, because socially what's going on post Trayvon Martin is that that was the pushback. It's called blowback. They were getting bodied online you know what i'm saying law enforcement the judges okay all these things when the onslaught of the paperwork began they were getting their head severed in that arena it was a public arena because youtube was beginning to blow up and these videos were trending they were doing millions of views people when the police were stopping uh uh young men and whatnot who knew the law they were demonstrating how to shut them down that was catching fire. Wow. So these and people driving around with their own plates, you know, that whole movement, um, putting liens on a judge, putting liens on a police department, putting liens on the courts, putting liens on the houses and the bank accounts of public officials. Wow. That was that was crushing them. So the pushback comes when the media jumps in bed with the government jumps in bed with the social engineers, jumps in bed with Facebook and all of these other social media platforms, and they start the fear campaign where they're basically killing niggas on camera, okay? 
that's called blowback. That's that's basically saying, you know, we're gonna put y'all in a fear state. We're gonna we're gonna declare war on y'all, and we're gonna push this whole black shit back onto you. So Black Lives Matter pops up. Remember, they oh were, man, that man, at <laughs> war, they were going to war with the black status. Yeah, meaning that we were light years ahead in our argument. Meaning that we were light years ahead. And our progress, we've now been knocked back a hundred years. Okay, yeah. that's just the the movement is not forward. It's not. It's it's backwards. It's it's going backwards because if you were to research the level of consciousness and the level of information and the mm-hmm. level of teaching that was being done in 06 before Barack Obama came and put Black America under a spell then you would know that we were headed somewhere very special. And that got compromised, you know, by a few things. You know, I, I feel that uh, um, when the whole debate thing came, where brothers were basically, this was a new, um, it, was, it wasn't new in the sense that you always had different groups challenging each other. Yeah. That went on in the streets back in the days. Like the God bodies would go against the Nuwabians. Like they would have, you know, they would have their little thing. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they would they would bang out with the knowledge. And, and uh, I'm, the I didn't mm-hmm. mean to cut you off, but I did mean to ask you about that, man, because I know a few of my peers, and I, I tried to really get them hip to you guys and, and a few other scholars like you mentioned. Yeah. You know, but some of them will get confused by that. You know, when guys were doing the debates and, and stuff like that, there'll be a lot of screaming and shouting. So for, Trying some, to explain. for some of the youth, it was hard for them to decipher the real knowledge. You know what That's I'm saying? That's right. So, so I, I'm, I think I'm, people got funneled into that and got kind yeah. of lost in the movements and lost in the knowledge because I think our uh, predecessors who were teaching or debating, they, they got lost in ego or got, got lost in the sauce with something because it kind of like strayed away people from wanted to retain the knowledge because it's like, yo, what y'all begging on each other for? What y'all screaming and shouting for? And ain't shit getting done. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So, you know, all movements have uh, been infiltrated in some way and form over time, over the, you know, whenever you do the research, (laughs) when things are really going good, you know, it's going to get, it's going to get, uh, it's gonna be a form of infiltration. Now, did that infiltration come from the alphabet boys? Did that infiltration come from top down from the government? That's still to be seen. You know, the jury is still out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they still, they still debating. They still deliberating. Like you'll never know. The same way that when they got infiltrated in the sixties and the seventies, yeah, they found out who sold them out years later. Yep, I just watched the Sam Cooke documentary not too long ago. I, he was I so, watched it too. Yeah, he was so light years ahead of his time when it came to ownership and owning your masters and uh, recipes right. to Aretha Franklin and, and just doing my history, man, and seeing how uh, our, the, the artists of that time, of that generation, was really bankrolling uh, liberation movements uh, of, right. that, of that decade. You know what I mean? And I also... So the way that that relationship worked I don't right. Know wisdom Talk about it. Was the artist of that day who would be considered woke, right? And their initial yeah. stages of waking up. 
when you start to watch these documentaries that are coming out, like I said, in hindsight, why did they wasn't talking like this in the 80s? They wasn't trying to, what the fuck? Why does Netflix got to, you know, got to be the one to teach people about their history and things that, you know, the the these old millionaires, these black millionaires who made mm -hmm. mad money in all kind of industries, whether it be film, whether it be music, television, all of that television, shit. all these old Negroes could have been telling us the stories because it seems that they're scared to speak about a lot of shit. Right. So they could have just given us the, you know what, we're just going to give you the Nina Simone story. We'll let you, we'll, we'll, you know, we know that that's going to help you in this industry because the rape is still taking place. Man. So here it goes. When you watch the Nina Simone story, that was dope too. Watch Sam Cook story. What was going on? They were had a personal relationship with the revolutionaries. They wasn't following people on Twitter, taking their bars and whatnot. You right. know, just liking their tweets and you know, uh, uh, going around trying to regurgitate things that they heard on documentaries or online, and then act like they're woke when they gotta admit. Nigga, you had this information in the 80s the same way I did. We was all woke during the quote-unquote golden era. A lot of these artists been awake. Right. They just played dumb because the industry was dumbed down. They were playing dumb, and now the wave is to not be dumb. It's not hard to say the black man is God. Puff Daddy said that at the Rock Nation brunch. Nigga, you're not saying nothing deep. <laughs> that you're from New York. You know that that's what they were saying in Harlem for mad long, fam. You're not, you could say it, but you're not acting it out. Right, man. And that's acting, what I did. I ain't like that shit either, man. How these niggas powwows and brunches and shit and, and pictures and shit. But when it comes to really laying down tangible um, formulas and, and putting their money behind our communities for real, for real. For real, for real. It'd it be a bunch of fugazi, you know what I mean? And I was raised off of these artists. I looked up to these cats, and, and yeah, I like to see them mature and grow and shit like that, but at the same time, when you really look into the hood and, and you really start to get aware, like, yo, the churches ain't doing shit for real, the artists ain't doing shit for real, you know, all of these niggas be panhandling, you know, uh, uh, they, they bars and whatnot, and they entertainment, or they clothes, or they liquor, but yeah. I don't see that money being reciprocated back into the community where niggas just popping bottles and turning up at and listening to their music and actually putting their energy into these people. You know what I mean? I was because that's not what they're taught at the label. You know, these are still label whores. You feel me? Yeah. As you can see, even in the old Sam Cook stories going all the way back into the industry, there is no industry. It got infiltrated. And when they killed our, when they killed the, the, the people who were trying to wiggle away from them, now you got James Brown, his murder is a mystery. They saying they, they want to they investigate it because some new information has come out that he might have got knocked off and his body might not even be buried where they say it is. You got Prince who got his masters and he was making moves. He got knocked off. Michael you got Jackson Michael too. Jackson, his doctor came for him was like yeah i gave him fentanyl he got knocked off you you feel me so mm -hmm. when people try to wiggle away from the mafia they out here hitting them they doing hits this is the the music industry 
let's make no mistake about it. They exposed it in a Sam Cooke documentary. It yep. was it was the mafia had their hands in this very lucrative business. And <laughs> when I say mafia, I'm not talking about the Lucianos of the world. I'm talking about the Meyer Lanksky's of the world, the real mafia, the mafia that they didn't depict in Hollywood movies. Do you know why? Because they control Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to show you the Jewish mafia. They're going to show you the Italian mafia or the Irish mafia. They're not going to explain mm. the the, tent, the 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 power of the Jewish run mafia. They made them look like they was whack. They're not whack because they control industries, big industries, and music is one of them. And they have a you know you, they got a they got a they have a, a a way of dealing with people who get out of line. You know what I'm saying? There's a gay mafia, which is also Jewish. Man, you know what I mean? On everybody. You seen that? You seen a new story with my man from Empire? That shit's so crazy. Yeah, <laughs> we know? could get onto that, but I don't. You know, I don't want to. That's a that's a body bag. Like you know, they got to You know, it's time to wash them up because at the end of the day, their whole community is a fuck. It's a cancer because they are in bed with people who are not in our self-interest as long as black America falls for that liberal bull BS about liberal white Jewish men trying to help them or mm-hmm. the other wing of the two wings of the same vulture. That's the Democrat Republicans. Until we wiggle out of that, we, we're going to be food on the table. But once we wake up and realize, hold on, none of them is for us. Get out. Like y'all can't even sit with us. And that whole movement, there is no black LBGT movement. They don't run that. They don't control that. They 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 get fetished. You know what I'm saying? They've yeah. been cre- they've been yeah they've been created. They've been they've been engineered and molded via social engineering, uh, rape through the church, through the boys club, through all of these places. You know what I'm saying? These people. Don't got no power. I don't want to hear that. They're white Jewish liberal billionaires who sit on the top of that whole empire and they dictate everything. They throw the crumbs at these people. You feel me? Mm-hmm. They throw the crumbs at these people. They don't got no power. And the face of homosexuality was never no black people. Right. At the end of the day. That that's a that's a marketing campaign. They switch it up because what do they know? They know that if we Wherever they give Negroes the face of something, that's the power. It's like a battery. It's like the Matrix scene. It's a battery pack. You know what I mean? You're going to power it up because y'all have that it factor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and to, to elaborate further on that, man, it, it was what you just elaborated on was so blatant because uh, just even me coming up and in in, in, in listening to music and seeing how the, how the music industry changed, and even sports and entertainment. Let's talk about how with, with Alan Iverson when they when they switched the, the dress code up on uh-huh. eyeball from you know street attire, street wear, and now these niggas is an extra sassy savage, skinny jeans and and uh-huh. all of this kind of crap. And then you look at the hip hop music genre now, it's extra feminized. It's all emotional. You know what I'm Emo. saying? It, it's it's definitely compromised to me. Come, it's you, called social engineering. Yeah, so right? it's too, man. It's I is blatant. Where so if 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 Iverson 
couldn't wear baggy clothes, right? Why why they got to why why do they have the opportunity to wear tight clothes? You feel me? You feel me? <laughs> like if if hip hop is the dominant culture, hip hop is pop culture now. I'm doing a lecture in Las Vegas on Wednesday, no, on Friday, right? Called from black faces to blue faces. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm I'm take them through this whole, you know, um, I'm gonna take them, I'm gonna walk with them. I'm gonna walk them through the history to let them know, like, don't get mad at Gucci when the whole industry is in blackface. Like, let's be clear. Please be clear. Let's be very clear. So in 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 that in the research that I'm doing, you know, I'm coming across stuff and I'm like, bro, these people are have compromised, you know, our whole culture. Hip hop is pop culture. Pop culture, the new pop culture is not the old pop culture. Pop That's culture old. was considered pop culture was considered selling out. It was considered white thing like if you were bubblegum and whatnot that's not what pop culture is right now pop culture is hip-hop cardi b yeah. right hip-hop yep. drake you feel me mm-hmm. k-pop k-pop from korea <laughs> latin trap them niggas in puerto rico um despachion uh uh what's the bad bunny and all of them Man, I, they're I doing <laughs> yeah there was one of their artists who was the most viewed artist on youtube for 2018 do you know how many views you got to get on youtube to be the most viewed artist mm. this is pop get them here the, the the foundation of it is trap all of those beats a lot of those sounds are trap it's trap infused and then it's not necessarily it's undefinable at this point. So you mean and, and you mean to tell me that even in Iverson's day, that shit was trending. You mean to tell me that if this is the leading genre, the white kids at home is dressing like this. You telling that man he can't wear what he wanna wear on a basketball court? Basketball. That, so they went from tailored suits. To now they wearing capri pants and shit like that. Man, they they carrying mer- mercies, <laughs> yeah, mercies and things like that. That that and that goes into that whole couture thing with Gucci and all of that stuff. Yeah, we gonna get into it. Yeah, you know. So what people don't understand is the intricate relationship that fashion has, and not only the way that you appear to people, but also how you carry yourself. And also how you look to other people who might not be of your same sexuality. Cause you're actually, you, you're, the, the, the brands are collectively creating a look. They're cut and sewing a certain kind of look. And when men subscribe to that look, Oh god damn it, you you almost halfway home. You look like you, you from the village. You look like one of the village people. What now when they approach you with these propositions, or now when they approach you and they treat you like you moist? Yeah. How far how you're not that far gone. You look the part. It's almost like with these women running around looking like prostitutes or porn stars. There's not much more that we have to do to put you in that box because you already looked apart. You willingly put that shit on to look the part. And, and so, then, so, like you say, they socially engineered these looks too. From I remember from the Nicki Minaj eras, 
uh, even if you can go far back to like the little Kims in them, you know what I mean? Look, like that, I'm going to break whole... it down right now. Yeah, break it this down. This is a Kim. part of my lecture. I'm going to show you how it was engineered. These are the major players. And in the, in the future, when people want to go ahead and do their research, you're going to either have to hold them accountable or you got to, you know what I mean? Like, you got to ask some questions. Yeah. So we had Trina coming out of Miami. Okay. With Nan Nigga. Nan Nigga was one of the first times you heard open air prostitution. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. This is the 90s. This is the this is the this is when Snoop Dogg and all of them already destroyed the divine female principle with, with the rise of NWA and the gangster rap and all the shit that they were talking about. I don't love these hoes. That that's a that's not just an anthem, that's a mantra, right? Right. So you got the rise of little Kim. Mind you, she was 16 when she did the picture. I didn't even know that. Album cover with her coochie and stuff. Yeah. No. You got Fox. She was in height. My brother went to um, Brooklyn Academy, Brooklyn um, College Academy. They were all in the same school. That was that was a that was a high school. Foxy Brown was 15 when she got signed, and they talking about niggas was piping her down. Bro, and and, and you, I wouldn't even. I, I got hip to this man just going through the internet, and you know how you know how like. Asteroid that image is, how many chicks look to that image, how glorified that image is. And she was oh, for in, sure. and she was yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I I ain't know it either. But it's, she was a baby. Crazy. Then you got Kia, my neck, my, my back, <laughs> my box, and my crack, right? All that, right. These would be considered the godmothers of where our women are at today. They brought forth the provocative clothing and all of these other things, but more so the open ass, the, the 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 sexuality, the sexual, what they call sexual liberation, right? Or I would call demoralization. You know what I'm saying? It's basically what that is. You know, taking in the buns. Yeah, yeah. What they mm-hmm. ushered in, and they were on the heels of the '90s porn uh, wave. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But the music is more powerful than anything. So Foxy was kind of like, you know. I'm moving bricks. I'm I'm a mule. I'm taking bricks on the hot on the Greyhound. Stuff Kim was on that for too. her man and all that. <laughs> all that shit, right? Right. So this is the be this is the this is the seeds. You remember, you plant seeds and trees grow from them. So this is the foundation of that, right? Then after that, you know, you have the Nicki Minaj era. It's the Barbie era, right? Yep. She's the doll. She comes in as the Barbie doll. She comes in as the plastic. You know what I'm saying? This is when the surgically enhanced bodies and whatnot begin to take place. Because even with little Kim, with all of the shit that she was talking about, she wasn't telling women to go ahead and basically, you know, surgically enhance their bodies. Actually, she was a cautionary tale to not do that shit because look how she looked. Oh, looking crazy. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I'm Gucci on that. I don't want to look like that. I'm good with my. I'm good. I'm comfortable in my skin. Here comes Nicki Minaj with the boobs and the ass and whatnot. So she spawns a whole new generation of dolls. You got Cuban doll. You got Cash doll. Asian you got dolls. <laughs> you got Asian doll. What are these dolls? Sex dolls, right? These mm-hmm. are just sex dolls. These are plastic dolls. And plastic dolls are to be played with, 
passed around and thrown away. The same thing that you see going on in the relationships of a lot of these dolls. Yeah. They just run, especially Cuban dolls. She was catching mad bodies last year. You feel me? Yep. Every other IG post, she, every, every other IG story, she was with a new nigga. <laughs> right? Yeah. So these sisters are not necessarily their dolls. So they're following behind Nikki. They don't pose too, too much of a threat. Understand, in the psyche of these young women and whatnot, they might, you know, bubblegum popping. They listen to their stuff. Oh, that shit fly. Ah, ah, ah. But now, we have a new genre of entertainers and artists who pose a very, very uh, deep threat to the psyches and the influence of our babies. And these are the celebrated porn stars in the industry. Yeah, man. I, I don't like it, man. You got oh, babies talking about they want to strip and all kind of crap, man. Oh, hold on. You got Kim Kardashian. Okay. Who's been the top porn star search on Pornhub since her tape dropped. She's considered on IBD a porn star, right? Yep. You got Amber Rose, okay? Damn. Is an industry thought of, you know, she's she's, she's the mother thought, right? Then you got her, her, her sidekick, Black China. These are strippers turned <sighs> prostitutes turned. What do they do? They not, do they rap? Their personalities, they're part of the beauty industry that Kim Kardashian ushered in. Then you have Cardi B, who's the same thing, the stripper turned rapper. But when you collectively put all of their followers together, you surpass a billion. Okay? I'm just yeah. talking about these four sisters, Kim Kardashian, Black China, Cardi, and Amber. If you put all of their Instagram followers, we ain't even talking about Twitter. Just their Instagram followers, it surpasses a billion. So... They are lowering the, the, the moral compass of women who otherwise would be saying to themselves, well, I want to be like Lauren Hill, or I want to be like this, or I want to be like that. Yeah, and only loves and Queen Latifahs and shit. You yeah, know? maybe a woman listening and be like, that's corny. I just want to be ratchet. I just want to be out with my shit. I just want to be free, right? Yeah. But I would say to them that you don't live in a free society. You don't live in a society where people are hypersexualized, men and women for that matter, of all races. They're not necessarily, you know, they don't have the wherewithal to even be sexually disciplined. So now you have 600,000 black women that are missing. You understand? Yeah. Wait a, wait a, nobody wants to talk about that. You have sex trap. You have Atlanta as the hub and the in the capital of sex trafficking. Yeah. You have during the Super Bowl a plethora of women who came up missing and they got ushered right into sex trafficking. Cause remember that airport is a hub is an international is the, it's the most busiest airport in the world. So they flying people in and out, in and out. They, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we don't live in those days and times where, you know what I mean? It's not being done in a sense where, Oh, I'm just liberated. So I'm gonna just wear a bra, a, a shirt with no bra to my corporate gig and I'm going to show, you know, everybody at the job how liberated I am. No, you're a fucking thought. Let's, let's stop playing with words. Not play, right, bro. Talk stop about it. You're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to put lipstick on a pig. You're a fucking thought. 
and you thinking shaking your ass in front of these old white men, but you want to be me too on Wednesday, but you a thought on Thursday and on dress down day, you wearing you're wearing lingerie to work. I seen it. I was in corporate America. Like, you feel me? I'm I'm on the, I'm I'm in public transportation. I'm on a highway. I'm I'm outside in the morning. I see it. Yeah, me too. What are y'all selling? You're not that whatever happened to intellect. Mm-hmm. And and even chicks' ideologies now, like their whole concepts when it comes to dating or relationships, you know, it's it, it's kind of integrated in that. You know, it's like the, the the women who influence them, and I don't know who these bitches' aunties is, you know, who your mother, where your grandma is at, you know, to bring some structure and bring some clarity into these young girls' lives, because it's like it's just bundles and where to check at. You know what I mean? You're shaking your ass all out. You got your titties out all day. Like, I can dare. They like yo. Like, yeah. On. They like yo. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a bone. I'm gonna have sex for bread, because if I had, if I, if I, if I, if I fuck for free, then that's corny. Let me share something with you. People don't yeah. realize what prostitution is. Prostitution is rape. You know what I'm saying? Prostitution mm-hmm. is. Uh, it's it's rape. Because if a nigga don't pay you, and he just put his clothes on and he decides to leave, you're going to call the police and you're going to scream rape. Mm. You don't know the individual who you're having sex with. He's paying you to ravage you and do whatever he wants to do with you. He's a stranger. The only thing that y'all have in common is the fact that he came with a dollar. That's that. You don't know him. You know his money. He's raping you. He's going to do anything that he wants, defecating your mouth. Uh, he could put it into any orifice as long as the, as long as he has the money to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not going to treat you. He's not going to he's not going to coddle. He's not going to treat you with no kind of care. And I know that there's a prostitute listening to this who probably has a John who takes care of her. And, you know, they're gentle with her and they might have a toe fetish. So they just lick on her toes. <laughs> Right. But I, you know, I'm speaking about the majority. I I, yeah. I I I witnessed that shit when I was in Atlanta. I had a homie. What was his name? They called him Bishop. No, they called him Tupac. As a matter of fact, he said he looked like Tupac. And I was in the clothing business. I was selling, you know, um, clothing to street niggas. Okay. So you know, we I didn't even know we um. We's in us. We's in his hotel, selling him some stuff, right? Right. Getting phone calls and whatnot from one of his newly hired uh, talent, right? Mm. A young woman who he met at the Greyhound station right across the street from Magic City, and he put her ass to work immediately. So she's blowing up his phone and whatnot, frantic, frantic. Oh my goodness! I just got I got robbed and whatnot. You know, I had this man had anal sex with me, and then he pulled out a gun and put it in my face. He took my money in my purse, and then he kicked me out the car. This nigga, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he he brings in the bathroom, right? He washes the tears, wipes the tears. Off. I'm mind you, we in the hotel room watching this shit. He wipes the tears off her face, right? Right. It's a pep talk. Then he tells her. Bitch, you better go out there and get my money back or I'm going to break your face. Cold world we live in. 
super cold. You know, and, and it's it's for, for for people out here, man. I was raised with some kind of um, moral and respect and, and value systems. You know, um, I was raised around a lot of strong women, and uh, my uncles and my dad, you know, always took care of the women in our family. Even yes. my grandfather, you know. Uh, so, so coming up in this era now, and me being raised in a generation in the uh, post '90s, early 2000s, where this shit wasn't as rampant and wasn't, you know, you couldn't get away with that. You know what I mean? Couldn't you get couldn't, away with that. You couldn't. Every 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 generation had its dysfunction, right? Right. They've been selling cat for a long time, but when that becomes the modus operandi, when that becomes, it's the same thing with drug dealing. When no, when I was come, when I was young, it was an appointed, it, you know, what I mean? it was an allotted few. It was almost like a raffle, you know what I mean? Yeah. There wasn't a hundred drug dealers on one block. There was like five, and everybody was okay with that. We we accepted the fact that you know what? I think this nigga was breeded to be a drug dealer. You know what I mean? Certain people was just bred for that. Oh, I know. Too. I know. It's almost like a hierarchy. Like when you live in a traditionalist country, like let's say if we lived in a communist country or we lived in a country with a monarchy, right? Certain people are born into roles, and you play that role, and that's the role that you're appointed in life. Yeah, caste systems, basically. Caste systems, yeah, 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 caste system, and it's it's a it's a it's a it's a necessarily evil sometimes. You understand? Because when you live in societies of individualism, shit goes rampant. There's no control. There's no hierarchy. There's no, there's no, there's no system. There's no order. At least look at China. China's a superpower, right? China's, China's finna bust niggas ass for real, for real. Like, Nobody never better talk about going to war with China. I'm not there for that conversation. If if people People want to play games with the with the Manchurians and think that they got some smoke for the Chinese. Well, you're mm. gonna find out the hard way how this shit really goes down because there's a love that they have for their culture, their country, and everything. And 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 and, and they think like one mind. Yep. Mao Zedong cleaned up eight sixty million. He he bodied, he cleansed a whole population. When he came into power, he ethnically cleansed them. Why? Because he was like, a lot of these people are dope fiends. A lot of these women are prostitutes. A lot of these dudes were part of the opium epidemic. And and I don't, we're not going to be strong if you niggas is alive around us. And he cleansed them. I, do I agree with all of that? Look, I'm not Chinese. You know what I'm saying? I'm just giving you the history of what happened. Right. And as a result of that cleansing, and then they cut off the, they shut down the borders. You know, they got that great wall. They yep. shut the borders down. They stopped America and the Europeans from influencing their people and coming through. And they did a, dra- a dramatic re-education, realignment. And now they are, a, they are a superpower with all kind of booms taking place right now. You feel me? Yep. And... and they got, they got, they got, they got Russia as well. When you look at what Putin is doing over there in Russia, people is like, "Oh, that's a dictatorship, nigga." You live in a dictatorship right here. Stop it. Just ban rap music, damn near. <laughs> yeah, well, 
that's a whole nother conversation. We're gonna pick. We're gonna touch on that at the lecture as well. Mm. Um, maybe that's a necessarily a necessary evil when you deal with a socialistic co- uh, country, right? Yeah. When you look at the kind of rap that they were trying to beam into China, like Little Xan and Cardi B and all of that, there's an epi- there's an opium epidemic that is ravaging Africa right now. Do you know that? Do you know yeah. the Nigerians I and the Zimbabwe? Them niggas like it's water. So, at what point does another country who are trying? These are dictatorships. These are authority authoritarian countries. They're not niggas is trying to approach it with a democratic, uh, a democratic mind. Like, oh, they supposed to allow. No, they're banning the imports. They're like, fuck that. We don't want that shit in our culture. Right. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest with you, I don't want that shit in our culture that much. Anyway, I get yeah. it. Like, for real, man, because it's so toxic. And like you said, our people, man, are so influential as well as so gullible. Shit, we accept anything, you know what I'm saying? It's like every time it's a movement or some shit, everybody plan of action for our people was always to integrate. It's always to be susceptible to another motherfucker agenda on what we should be doing. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and I had to explain this to my grandparents and, and a few other elders about yo, you know, what 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 did people build for the youth? That you wonder why niggas is mad, why young niggas is mad because they're walking around like damn, niggas ain't leave houses. Niggas ain't leave businesses. Nobody left a blueprint on how to get it and be uh, and be successful on our own within our own. So we can't pass a job. Of that you know, it's it's just rampant anger. It's just a lot of rampant emotional ass shit. And then you get some shit like Gucci Gang out here with the blackface to get niggas throw up their square even more. Facts. You feel me? And these rappers is out here want to do three month boycotts or talk about what we need to do and link up. Y'all ain't about that. Niggas is out here in revolutionary times and, and back in the niggas was dying for this shit. Y'all niggas ain't Yo, ready to die for this shit. Them niggas know the names of everybody. I I I promise you. Okay? They everybody knows who everybody is. I could show you my inbox, my DMs and whatnot. Everybody knows who everybody is. There's no when they get up at them brunches or when they in a the studio and whatnot, they throw names around. They know who's who and what's what. They know who's doing the work. And they know who's a fraud. And they know who's lit. They know it. Why don't you see the comparisons to, like, going back to the story of Sam Cooke and Nina Simone and a lot of the, quote-unquote, influencers of those days and times who became radicals. They got radicalized, right? They got radicalized by being in the presence of real Real, real people who are doing real things. Okay. So, how is it that these nigga and and this is this is social media, nigga? You could get flued out. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You could get flued out. Yo, come to the studio. You know what I'm saying? Or come to the secret meeting, fam. We decided that we got we we put a bag together, right? Yep. And. We just want to help y'all build an institution because why y'all got to just be teaching on the streets? You know what I'm saying? Man. We want to put y'all up, and you know we want we want to we want to make sure we want to be private investors. We want to be shadow investors, yeah. right? We want to help y'all build your startup. Feel me? 
Yep. We want to help y'all build uh, an institute because my babies need to learn the shit that I'm learning. But I know that they not they not gonna um you know they're not gonna ne- necessarily get it off of YouTube. They're not gonna get it that way. So you know we'll we'll set this up. They they don't do that. They they don't do that. They're not keeping it funky like the revolutionaries from back in the day or the artists who linked with the revolutionaries from back in the days. And keep in mind, when I speak revolution, I'm talking about mental intellectual warfare. I'm speaking about people who are who who are challenging the culture. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about, revolutionary. Not that other shit, because I don't want to get anything confused. You, There's no physical warfare that I'm talking about. I'm talking about mental warfare. I'm talking about intellectual and spiritual warfare. That's what I'm talking about. And, and to me personally, that's why the work you and your... Well, I was actually talking to Blue Pill because um, he was talking about the hemp farming and, and you know, since we were here in Michigan and um, he was giving some knowledge on that and I was DMing yeah. him like, yo, man, my family got six acres up in Idlewild and ain't nobody did shit with it. You know what I mean? So it's kind of up to my my um my age group of cousins and shit like that to put a plan together and, and make something happen with our land before we lose it or when my granddad passed or my grandmother yeah. and they can't keep up with the taxes and shit. This shit is on us. My 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 dad and them, you know, uh granted some things in our family was kind of broken. Nobody really know about business or business principles or you know, I learned the agriculture business and things like that. Although my granddad grew up on a tobacco farm out in Tennessee, so he kind of rooted in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the older I'm getting, and the more I'm just cleansing myself and getting myself right in my life, the more I'm paying attention to to, to tangible things and how nigga life is life is moving. It's already about to be March. Niggas is 26. My sister just turned 30. Like, what the fuck is we waiting on? Yeah, because it's gonna go fast. You know, so it's kind of out of a, I wouldn't say a fear, but it's like, yo, if I don't get no knowledge, if I don't link with people who can put me on game so I can learn and bring it back to my family, we're going to be lost in the sauce. It's going to be another 20, 30 years of undeveloped shit. Nothing's going to be done. No meetings about how to grow shit, how to make money, nothing. You feel me? Straight like like that. I'm tired. You know, it's just kind of like a tired of, of broken family dynamics. That need to change. Niggas don't want to look at my nieces and my nephews. And when we older, we we on the land doing the same shit. We ain't got no watermelon patches. We ain't got no cabbage, avocado, avocado you know, something. strawberry patches. You niggas want to be vegans and, and be healthy and shit, and, and, and be on your fake woke diets out here. Let's go ahead and really push our own spinach. Let's push our own tomatoes and shit like that. You feel me? And, and Blue, Blue told me they put they they paying niggas. 60 bands an acre for this shit. Son. Son, like, come on, Phil. You know what I mean? It's real. It's real. And and I'm like, yo. yo, you know how many phone calls me and my brother received since our podcast over the years of people who had family who were landowners? I'm talking about hundreds of acres. And I I sleep easy at night. But I do a lot of tossing and turning. Why? Because I could have took advantage of so much of that stuff if the resources and the network was stronger. I, I don't, you know, it's a lot of people that reached out. I got a lot of people's contacts still, but 
It's just some shit that I'm like, yo, we could have been built if, if we were not being distracted by the back and forth nigga shit that was going on on social media and YouTube and in this community. Right. That was all, that's all, come on, bro. That's all agent provocatorism. That's, that's Cointel Pro, man. That's a part of that. That shit kept us from building, man. Yeah, man. Even, even sitting around waiting for people who were raising money to do what the fuck they said that they was going to do. That's Cointel Pro. That's provocatory. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that eroded the trust in so many people. And then, and then when you look at it, time is flying. We in a quickening. You got to get shit done fast. Right now, you did? Yeah, you, 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 I, you sit back, it's certain people that have been talking shit for like eight years about doing stuff. You got to do it in the now. You have to, this is the quickening. Things are going very fast. So it's like, yo, I'm not going to continue to miss the opportunities of, you know, like, I'm glad what my brother is doing with the farming and everything. Mm-hmm. We got these acres popping like it's the time for talking is you know i feel that we spent 10 years of communicating because that's important you have to speak things into existence right so you have to have a, a line of communication you have to be able to verbalize your ideas and whatnot but there comes a time when you put your hand in the soil and you got to make it happen and get dirty with the work you know the work man like our people are farmers by nature. That, that we farmers by nature. Like, there's so many elders that are dying and whatnot with that information that they're not even passing it on because the youth want to be drug dealers. These niggas want to just be thoughts and, and, you know what I'm saying? They want to be a part of these concrete jungles. They want to be a part of the zoo. You feel me? Yeah. Whereas the white boy, he's rocking niggas to sleep because that's all he's looking at. How to make money off of these crops that's what he's invested in he's invested in the land of resources real estate land food clothing and shelter mm-hmm. that stayed on his path you know so we have an initiative facts initiative uh food art clothing technology shelter uh, or finances mm-hmm. arms coding culture transportation strategy these are these are these are the these are the departments that we are building our network around we have people who fit in every single aspect of those departments who were really doing shit you feel me not just yeah. talk about it. I, I got a very strong network across the 50 states and going into the continent you know what i mean so people are not just sitting around doing nothing you got movers and shakers but the thing is like you were saying earlier about the friction it's a lamb it's like walking on landmines sometimes so people don't even they get discouraged and they get scared and and you know they're, they're being bogged down by life life is you know these bills got niggas got put light like my my family was was heavy like coming from that era, especially in Detroit. A lot of these new niggas kind of want to be like where my people come from, you know. Yeah. They kind of influenced that wave, and that's nothing really to be proud about because I seen how, like, what 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 niggas got to show for that? What came from that? 
You feel me? Look at the the degeneration the, the of of our people with that. When I'm talking about every black family, sometimes, man, it, it and what you just said, it kind of spawned niggas to, like, like they breeded these niggas. Niggas was born into this and sworn into this type shit. That's right. You feel me? And and when I talk to a lot of different kids, man, and, and my peers, they be like, yo, TB, I, I put a lot of niggas on the knowledge or I try to connect people to do positive things because they know I'm into that. They know I be on my different shit. Niggas know not to come with me with that. Yeah. You feel me? It's a, it's a respect thing. You got to put your foot down and let niggas know, yo, if you fucking with me, it's a certain respect. I don't even want that shit around me. Don't be don't be pulling up, flashing no bands, because I ain't no bad bitch and I ain't trying to fuck you. You know, nigga, if you're going to put that money to use, I can show you how. Exactly. You feel me? Um, let me plug you into to some other shit. You feel me? You talk about the plug you got and the bag you got, and I check niggas immediately. You ain't getting no bag. You ain't getting no money for real. You still you still in the cities. You still out here, you know what I mean, shucking and jiving. Because you getting impressionable by these young niggas who don't know nothing else. You feel That's me? Right. And, not, and not to shun the corporate world, but, you know, ain't no value in these jobs either. My mother, I'm, I'm working, trying to get her together now with her health. Because she got um, tendonitis and carpal tunnel and shit. Typing mm. up for niggas over 20 years. She fucked up. Yeah. Can't do nothing. Yep. And, and I'm seeing and my dad is, is a brick mason, so is my grandfather and my uncle. And um, they take real good pride in their work, and they're real good at what they do. My dad was one of the first people I seen that actually loved what he do and, and seen something come out of that. You know what I'm saying? But they kind of banged on him, too. I remember, like, 07, 08 with the housing shit, and we moved out to Redford, Michigan, and the housing crisis happened, and he lost his job due to some, you know... They they didn't want to boss him up, and they know he the shit. Yeah. So he was like, "Fuck that." So he stayed home. You know, he was down. That was my first time experiencing too, seeing a man be kind of like morally devalued. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying, Pill? So I, I couldn't I couldn't sit back now when I'm at 26, a decade later, and be like, yes. "Yo, I'm I'm not about to sit back and 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 let the time go by me or not do something productive and constructive." Knowing that the people who came before me had, you know, broken homes, broken families, uh, drug-infested neighborhoods. You know, we, we got to change our dynamic and mindset and help our people out. That's right. So I'm trying to get as much knowledge as possible because I know the knowledge wasn't available. Resources wasn't available. You know, my people really didn't know what was going on because they getting banged on left and right. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I, I'm really trying to take responsibility for the next generation is not only in my family, but my peers. You know what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. You know, this got to stop, man. You just get tired. I don't know what age you at when you just got tired and you wanted to change in your family scene and change in direction and change the paradigm like how you do with 19 Keys, Brother Ben X and them. You know what I'm saying? My, my, my initial, you know, need for, or my initial catalyst that put mm-hmm. me in catalyst of change was, you know, <laughs> I just got tired of getting jammed up. You feel me? Yeah. I was getting jammed up as a, in my twenties. You I know what I mean? Chasing, chasing, chasing the dream, bro. Chasing the dream. You know, uh, trying to be down. Right. Chasing this. T- t- the, the dangling carrot that they put in front of us when we was impressionable youths, you know, mm. it's all about the Benjamins. Hey, did did you grow up in New York, Phil? 
Yeah, Brooklyn. Man, how was that? How was that time? Uh, late '80s, early '90s. Um, you know, in the in the streets. I'm not just like, talking about knowledge, but from you know the, the hustling and everything. And you know, what did you see coming up in those eras? That's that's different now, or not as different in in 2019. Um, you know, it's the beginning of the crack era. Uh-huh. It's the heels of the dope era, though. Keep that in mind. People don't bring that up. Like, okay, the crack era was ushered in on the heels of the dope era. So the 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 communities were already dilapidated in a sense. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. There was poverty in New York in the seventies and whatnot, which you know was the um, the petri dish that created hip hop, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> then. They brought the Jamaicans in. You feel me? I lived in Flatbush, Brooklyn. So <clears throat> in Flatbush, Brooklyn, that's like the little Caribbean. So we were getting culture shock. We was getting introduced to a new culture that we only knew about Bob Marley and whatnot. But these were CIA operatives. If anybody watched the documentary, the shooting of Bob Marley. Yeah, that was deep, man. Yeah, so the man. people... The shower posse who shot Bob Marley, they were working for the, the politician called Siega, right? Right. Siega was a CIA operative. So what happened was around the time where Bush and all of them were flooding, you know, they decided that they wanted to start flooding our neighborhoods with the new form of drugs after the dope because they were responsible for the heroin. They were responsible for the dog food. The dog food and the dope help stifle the motherfucking movements. That's crazy, man. And and it's like, and I seen that, like the tail end of that, um, like the early 2000s and, and when I was in middle school and all of that, you seen niggas, like you say, chasing that dangling carrot, young. I'm talking young. like 13, 14 years old, you know, trying to hustle and, and sell weed and, and, and you know what I mean? Then it, as I got older and getting into high school, niggas was trying to get into the pills and all of that. Yes, yes, the pills mm-hmm. shit exploded. That shit, you, man. You in the D, you know what I mean? So that's 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 like the, the that's the that's the dope, you know what I mean? Like that, it's a lot of dope history. You know, that's the that's dog food. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. one of the dog food capitals. And you know how dope money go. You feel me? But like you said. If the money is so magical, if the money is so real, if the money is so beneficial, what the hell did niggas build? Where are they should have Wakanda by now? Because it was a lot of dope sold. Yeah. So we were coming up, you know what I mean? The Jamaicans, they were coming through. Like I said, they had free reign because they were working for the CIA, whether they knew it or not. Yeah. So they brought a lot of death. They brought they brought they brought gunplay. You know, people was fighting back in the days. The Jamaicans came with the shower posse shit. Niggas start picking up hammers. Yeah, turf you know wars I mean? and whatnot. Yeah, they, I mean, how you gonna how you gonna fight somebody who like kicking? Them niggas was playing soccer. <laughs> they wasn't fighting nobody. They was coming with the Uzis and whatnot, spraying shit up. So that that started a whole new trend of you know gangsterism. In our neighborhoods, where the American, the POS, uh, the American blacks, they call them now ADOS, American Descendants of Slaves. Okay. They were getting washed by the Jamaicans. The Jamaicans was just cleaning them up. 
right? Because they were coming with the gunplay. So, you know, that was like cultural shock. This was like 90, right? This was the time when New York... Well, early, man. <laughs> New York was the murder capital at that year. That year, we had a black mayor, right? Okay. David Dinkins, but we had we were the murder capital. So this is also the heels of the out-of-town movement. Because keep in mind, people went out of town because they got pushed out of town. They didn't necessarily find a quiet town and tie it down because niggas was on an expedition. No, <laughs> right. The Jamaicans was making it hot. The Jamaicans was coming, and when they take your block, they taking your shorty, they taking everything, and they was really killing you because the way that they had it set up with um with the with the with the shower posse, they could body you and come right back to America. They could kill you and get deported and come right back. On a new name. That's crazy. Like how to show, how to show um, what's that thing with Steven Seagal? Hard to Kill. Okay. Give me that. Hard to Kill was the shower posse. They were showing you, and Hard to Kill was Screwface. They were showing you the shower posse, how that shit was going down. But what they leave out is the fact that they were CIA. They worked not for the people. They probably worked for the people and don't know because... All everybody that sell drugs work for the goddamn CIA. <laughs> right. Why they why they playing? Yeah, everybody, you don't work for anybody but the boy. There's no El Chapo. He, you know, they they work for somebody higher than them. These niggas be ploys, man. These niggas be plotted, man. The DEA is the left hand, right? You see it on narcos with anybody yep. paying attention. The DEA is the left hand. So the DEA is just, of course, they're gonna. They have to have somebody to look like they're doing something. But the CIA is the right hand. So the CIA overlooks the DEA and they tell them who to watch, who to arrest, who to come down on. Because at the end of the day, it's all everybody is in the same bed. And, and it, he, what you just said is just trickle down and trick. It's like a rabbit hole, bro. It's a hierarchy. It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. So there's no drug dealer running around talking about, oh, nobody knows what I'm doing. You're the biggest fool if you think that that's the case. Everybody's being watched and everybody's being, you know, everyone is being surveilled. It's Nigga, called they got that. these smartphones. Niggas is being wired for sound and, and, and these smart cars. Yeah, like, that's cool. stop playing, man. New Cointel Pro. The coin, coin and Cointel Pro. The coin is the bag. It's the all the way from the Bitcoin to a penny. They control that. They know where that they know how to follow you through the money. The tell is the telecommunications, not just your smartphone. It's all forms of telecommunication. And then the pro is the camera. Everything is being surveilled. Like the GoPro, the camera. The 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 niggas is being watched by drones right now. <laughs> you did like the and they being followed by drones, certain people. Like they they, they everything is your phone is the new agent, Smith. They don't need nobody. To watch you, you're being watched by some shit in your pocket. Mm. They don't have to hire an agent to infiltrate because your smartphone has infiltrated. And not only that, pill they t these niggas is telling on themselves on the internet. They they on oh, the gram. They that's on right. Gram with it on IG live. I ain't really on on Facebook like that, but niggas is on Facebook live with it. You feel yeah. me? And, and and banging on people with they you know got guns, knowing you knowing you ain't got the gun registered. You feel me? Yeah, we legal now, but before then, niggas uploading a bag. How much is a gram? What is you doing? 
Yeah, all that stuff, all that dumb shit. You Thinking that they on the island on themselves. A lot of that got started with the whole drill movement through Chief Keith and them. You know what I'm saying? We also bang. talk exclusively about <laughs> bang bang. We talk exclusively about how that came about. Because remember, they signed Chief Keith right around the time Negroes was uh protesting about Trayvon Martin. They signed him for like thirty how many mad millions. Mad mills. Yeah, and then that you drill, know, the drill. That whole, that whole, uh, the whole team. The whole team. They all started uh, out from that. Yep. After they killed uh, JoJo, once that murder shit started popping up, you know yep. what I mean? All that shit started, you know, cooking. They signed these little niggas for millions, and them half of the millions went to hits. <laughs> A lot you of that see, money went you to... You see how they're cleaning up your boy 6ix9ine? <laughs> yeah, well... I have a theory that he was working from the gate. Of course. You understand? If niggas didn't see that coming, like, come on. He was working from the gate, and he killed, he's going to kill the whole gang cult. He is Henry Hill from, uh, whatchamacallit, remember Henry Hill from Goodfellas? Yes, Henry. They gave him the same deal. Everything is the same. He's Henry Hill. He's white boy Rick. You feel me? So he exposed and when you expose something, you have that power to kill it. He exposed the gang. He exposed the uh, the, the 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 um the fallacies of the modern day online gang culture. Yep. You know what I mean? And I don't know if niggas is gonna recover from that. But right after they get him out of here, they brought in Blueface. That's why the lecture from Blackfaces to Blueface. They brought mm. they gave you the West Coast component of a Takashi. You mean to tell me if Blueface get jammed up, he's not telling? You know he's snitching, man. These, if you look into these kids' eyes, man, you just look at them, you can tell, like, yo, you ain't about that. Just how they carry so, themselves, extra goofy. So there's no more hip-hop police. It's federal now, right? There was 20, there was 20 arrests yeah. this, whatchamacallit, there was 20 arrests for rappers in January and uh, February alone, YFN Melly they yep. said he killed his own man's in them. Twenty one, whole bunch of niggas got jammed up, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. And it was like what? consecutive. It was like boom, boom, boom. Like, man, bro, we 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 not yeah, we damn. This is Black History Month, and they washing that up like damn. You know what I'm saying? Like it. It's just banging Man, it's on this left it. and right, and if, if people don't see that, then you you just blind to the facts, man. You just, it's all over. You can't hide from it now. They putting it in your face. They doing it so much so, like yeah. you say, they they even baking you. Let me throw the Gucci at them. You know what I mean? Throw throw. You know what I mean? Even um, you know, I seen uh, I seen your recent vid that you did um, uh, on UGR TV when you was talking about the Dapper Dan and and cutting and sewing. You know, yeah. like, so you know how many people don't know their history and, and their lineage when it comes to the cut and sew game? That they the ones that, 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 you know what I mean? Like, they the originators of a lot of things. So if anybody black ever utters out of their mouth that we supposed to be taught by somebody who learned from us, then you know they don't know shit. You know you they think? don't. Yeah, and I'm not running around acting like we the know-it-alls and we know everything, but God damn it. Where we we receive no credit whatsoever for our contributions to anything but some negative shit. Where these Europeans, they won't tell you until you point it out. Like 
Nigga, y'all didn't know how to dress. Y'all didn't know how to eat. You know what I mean? With forks and what? Y'all didn't know how to bathe. Y'all didn't know how to bathe. <laughs> like the fundamentals. So nobody in there, nobody could fix their face in my presence. I don't know about in other people's presence. And that's that's the that's the line in the sand right there. Yep. In my presence, you're not gonna get by trying to pull them. You're not gonna try to teach me like I'm some subordinate and talk down to me like I'm some fucking boy and whatnot. You could pull that wool over these niggas' eyes who don't know who they are, don't care who they are, and quite frankly, you know, don't know where they're going. You know what I mean? And I promise you, you could smell that a mile away. A mile away. Smell it a mile away. You could look in people's face and tell if they about that life or not. Is his lights on or are they off? And they they run in circles around dead niggas these days, dead Negroes. For me personally, and I told um, me and my mother was speaking on this recently, uh, just talking about people just not spiritually right, people not in tune with their spirit so much. So it used to be a time of uh, pill when you can walk into an office, a building, a, a room, and you can just tell like, man, the energy off. I'm, I'm about to go. Yeah. Or you can look at a person and be like. I ain't, I ain't really feeling that. We, we finna get the bill. We finna, we finna head out. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to eat. I don't, I don't even want to eat. Cooks. So when I'm seeing all of these, these mass shootings going on, I'm like, don't nobody peep nothing. Nobody see the energy off with these niggas. Like, what's, what's going on? That's right. Like nobody can, can gauge like a person's spirit off. Remember, we was able to feel things out. We was able to feel things out. But it's like what Monique said. You know, when she had to clean up uh, the homie, uh, Steve Harvey, right? Steve Harvey, yep. We are far away from our center, right? We ve- we veered so far to the left that we are not in tune with foundation anymore. So hmm. there's, there's not much you can do to a people who are demoralized, being demoralized by the minute. Yep. Putting they bag, putting they putting they bag over their integrity and whatnot. And once they get you like that, they got you for good. I was just about so to say that. It's a, we, ain't we, no going we, back. There's no going back. You once you demoralize as a cult, there's no like I said, go and research what Mao had to do. Go and research what a lot of people had to do in order to clean up their society. They had to call. The gener- they had to call their their cults. They had to call their society. What does call mean? I mean, they had to wash niggas up and get them out of the way. They had to genetically. Uh, I'm not a eugenicist. You right. understand? I don't agree with none of that shit. That's what the Europeans tried to pull on us. But I do have a. If niggas watched 300 and got hype, oh, you know, they created that warrior society. Well, societies are created by arranged marriages right societies are created by keeping motherfuckers in their place some 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 sort of traditionalism somewhere now some sort of high society is not created off of individualism it's not created off of globalism it's created off of traditionalism you have to have a form of tradition what is your tradition what are black people's tradition and it's not hog mogs and chitlins. You know what I'm saying? And it's not, we were slaves. That ain't our tradition. At all. So they've been feeding us that since Roots came out. Because if you talk to any one of your parents okay. or if you talk to any one of your elders, ask them 
how were black people moving before roots? And they will explain to you, we were not moving like no goddamn slaves. We wasn't even talking about slavery like that. And we wasn't identifying all of us as slaves. Hell to the nah. <laughs> Hell to the nah. You're, you, you're in Michigan. How many landowners were out there? How many, how many, the damn, the, the Detroit was founded by a black man. How the fuck everybody was a slave then? You feel me? What they, yeah. they did it, then they went into slavery. Or they got they was in slavery, then they got out, then they start finding a fucking city. I don't think so. Right. They the same way that you got niggas right now, this quote quote unquote slaves, and nobody, you know, I be I got a few pen pals. I write some of the homies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I'm so invested in everyday life, my family, the shit that's in front of me. When A.A. Rashid, one of my bros, when he was doing 10 years, yeah. I was flying on a plane from Miami to go and see him. I was, I, was, I was there in the visiting room with his mama, and we was holding it down. So, you know, I was taking care of the slaves. But that's slavery of today. So you had the situation, right, where there were people on plantations and garrisons and forts and whatnot. Okay. And they were behind the garrison and they were behind the fort. And, you know, it was niggas walking by them forts and garrisons every day. Like, damn, I feel bad for them niggas. But onward with life. Fuck out of here. I'm, and if the if a cracker pull up on me, I'm clapping back. That's how niggas was moving. We got to talk about that. Yeah, my, my granddad, one of them people. <laughs> He ain't I, no game. I mean, he got the shotgun posted. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Nobody's praying that, oh, they were sellouts because they didn't have chains on their ankles. That's the mentality of our people. Oh, the free, the free man, not free slave, the free black man, they was a boule or they were they were bootlicking. No, they were not. They just couldn't get, they was not allowing nobody to capture them. They were not allowing nobody to motherfucking treat them like they some kind of subordinates. Yeah, like they act like people was just bowing down. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop. Danger of Hollywood and how they're running. That that's the danger of these black people who are in Hollywood, who are glorified whores. These niggas is hoes. You feel me? Yeah. They getting Harvey Weinstein. I'm talking about from Terry Crews all the way down the men and the women. They just on a casting. I don't respect nobody in Hollywood. All of them are hoes. Then too, man, the, the internet is just exposing these people. Like they, people just exposing themselves now. You, know, you ain't even got to do the exposing. You, I remember used to be exposed videos and the DVDs. Now niggas got Instagram and Twitter, and they exposing themselves. You feel on, me? They on they on apology rants. I remember the time when uh, they they tried to bang up on Kevin Hart, had him apologize on on the apology tour. You feel me? Like, come on, bro. Like, what? Like, stand for something. Like, so ground. you know what I'm saying? Ain't you a man? Ain't you? A, ain't you a grown man with an opinion? You feel me? But these gay dudes can come out here and slander people, bang on people. You know what I mean? Antagonize people left and right, and nobody get held accountable. Lie. Like, like stop I... playing with me, man. Like, that's what I be talking about. I think my patience with with these games these people playing is just like, like, stop. Yeah, because they insulting your intelligence. Yes, that's thank you, Bill. You feel it's me? A lot of insult, it's a lot of it's a lot of intelligence insulting going on, because like I said, based off of how the culture is moving, 
they think that everybody's dumbed down. They they don't they don't you know what I mean? They know that we're being programmed because the music is programmer is programming a lot of people's minds. So they're pulling they 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 they're just trying their hand. They like hold on, these niggas is listening to second grade level music. Like they're not as sharp as they used to be. So we're just gonna keep trying them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for the people who try to bang back and, and make up thing, they take your they take your page. Or they yeah, hey, I remember watching one of your Melanin yeah. Mondays and you was talking about that, how they was um like people who oh, are like I guess quote unquote conspiracy theory or yeah. whatever, or or you know, the conscious cats, they taking their pages down. I remember you was talking about Brother Ben X page being yeah. deleted and stuff like that, you know? Uh, yeah. They, That's they crazy to me, down. bro. But yeah, but they, you can they, have they, all this other this, this other um the content that's out with the little babies and, and all of that and, and the drug culture and and, and, and the horror culture that can be put on, on every platform and streamed a hundred miles a minute. Hundred miles. Going back to what I said with China and Russia banning certain kind of music. Right. Like I don't I don't necessarily agree with that, but I understand why it's being done. There's a war going on right now between traditionalists like China and Russia yeah. versus this liberal democracy. Uh, this 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 gay agenda, this this uh bestiality, you know, and that's not to say that there's not a lot of antiquity, you know, it's it's some it's it's all it's shit going on in those countries as well. You know, it's madness everywhere, but there's still a culture war, and that's something that you we have to understand. And pop culture is black culture, so <clears throat> but it's also American culture. Right. So they, they ban in McDonald's, they ban in the jingles of McDonald's, they ban in everything from Universal. Yeah. They can ban all that shit because they don't want that propaganda where they at. That propaganda where they at? When America come into a country where they at war at, nigga, they bring in McDonald's porn. And a whole bunch of other shit to said country. That's what democracy is. Democracy is McDonald's. Democracy is being able to, you know, up, you know, there, it's a form of, um, it's a form of uh, warfare. Propaganda is warfare. Right. So coming to that, oh, why, why aren't the women driving? Oh, why aren't the women in politics? You just put your woman in the fucking, uh, you just took her out of a barn a few decades ago. What are you? Who are you talking about? And you, <laughs> what, you feel me? Like, yeah, man. how dare you? How dare y'all go somewhere and try to act people? And how dare black people go anywhere wearing fatigues or military garb, acting like they're ushering in something? You niggas need to have a seat. Y'all need to get in the game, big dog. You feel me? Like, how dare a Negro go anywhere outside of America to enforce anything when you haven't you you haven't cleaned up nothing at home? You ain't even enforcing your own block. How you gonna go to another country and try to enforce dealers, pimps, man, prostitutes, crackheads, all of this shit going on all day. Y'all don't do y'all be in they they be in their fatigues walking by, looking the other way like they don't see the shit. But y'all mm-hmm. wanna y'all wanna y'all wanna bully somebody else. It's just a bunch of hypocrisy, fam. Yep. And one day that hypocrisy is going to come to a head. Somebody's gonna G check all that hypocrisy because if if America was to be taken over by a foreign power, they put a niggas on the chopping block too, because niggas have assimilated and they're part of the problem because of that. 
they're not the same Negro from the civil rights. It's not the same gene. It's not the same Negro from Malcolm X's days. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're not going to spare you. Because in all wars where America has won, it was at the hand, it, it was because niggas was on the front lines helping Uncle Sam conquer and take over the resources of said uh, countries and governments. Man, you know, you you giving me a lot of knowledge, man. I, I really I really like talking to um to elders and, and just people older than me in general. I've been like that way since I was a kid, man. And always been intrigued by knowledge and and just having certain wisdom instilled in me. You know, I don't see I don't see too many young cats like yearning for that. At least from you know in my city where I'm from, you know, everybody in competition with each other. Everybody want to show show each other up. It's fake camaraderie. Niggas want to have fake meetups, fake brunches, but everybody's standing water wall seeing who can flex on each other or who more popping. It's just whack juice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's sure. why I don't really be in too many. I be in my own lane a lot and try to create my own wave because I don't be on what other niggas be on. Niggas be good, clicked up and grouped up out of convenience because you, you ain't got enough will in yourself to go get your own bag, create right. your own identity, create your own lane. So you hovering around, you know what I mean? Piggybacking on niggas. Piggybacking. Where, where your muscle at? Where, what's your brand? What do you stand on? What do you stand for? What do you represent? And when I bring questions to these niggas, they be having a puzzled look like, oh, uh, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. You feel me? Like, come on. Like, my, my spirit, man, is just too intense for niggas. You know, I, when I walk into a room, I immediately, with my honesty, with my personality, I think you can kind of gauge that by now. Ain't no fool gazing. You're going to get what you're going to get right here, right now. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you feel because I like to go to bed at night. I like to have a, a sound conscious when I go to bed and I pray and meditate. So That's I'm not right. coming out here looking for no acceptance from nobody, especially no social media stranger who may be an Autobot or they might not be living what they say they live in. And, and, and you want my self-esteem to be dictated by that? Sure. You want my character and my spirit to be dictated by strangers who don't, who don't stand up for, for nothing th- themselves? You feel me? So when, when I'm talking to people, when I'm getting them on the podcast or I'm linking up, I, I'm looking for people with what Monique was talking about, the integrity. I'm not looking for Whoopi Goldbergs and Steve Harvey's and them. I'm done with, I'm done with them old niggas, man. Because y'all yeah, ain't steal for nothing. Y'all ain't put nothing back into the youth. They will sell you out. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat to them people who they are, they already sold to these people. It's already a dub. It's a rap. They, they, they you know what I mean? Oh, it's already a rap. Man. It's just frustrating, man, because it's like I, you just see through it. And it's like, yo, you, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard to, to watch. You feel me? Like, this really you? Like, you. You got a family. You mean to tell me you the head of the family, and you and you spewing this kind of behavior? Mm-hmm. So that lets me know for the generations to come, they're gonna think that's okay. Of course. You feel me? Like conditioning. It's scary, man. It, it's, it's scary. It's, like we talk about it in um on Black Magic three six three, what you call UGR TV. Yeah. We call it, we we speak about the Muhammad Ali versus the OJ. Theme. Yeah, versus the Floyd Mayweather type niggas, right? Well, the Floyd Mayweather and all, they're they're influenced by OJ. OJ came and he usurped Muhammad Ali's militants militancy and what he stood for, 
right? Okay. Floyd May, I mean, um, uh, OJ was saying he was he was the one who said he's not black. He's OJ. <clears throat> he he bucked the movement. There was a whole bunch of movements going on. He bucked the movement, and as a result of that, you know, he have a lot of people that follow in his footsteps to this day, and none of them are winning. You know, what I'm saying? yeah, none of them are winning because all of them are compromised. You feel me? And that OJ, I mean that that Muhammad Ali, you know, you might see it in what's what's the name, Kaepernick. Yeah, man. And, and speak on that too, and momentarily, man. He just won the settlement for the NFL. What do you think about that? Uh, that whole situation, how it played out. Um, yeah, him I, and Eric Reed. I think that he beat him. Um, I know that they didn't want to go. They didn't want to go to limps with him. Of course not. You know how they, that go. Yeah, they were gonna show through discovery, uh, what was already known. That you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and, so and... People, oh, because people are like he signed a non a, a confidentiality as a result of the settlement. It's called a settlement. I don't that, know if anybody people don't know law, bro. <laughs> I don't know if anybody ever sued anybody or tried to get some kind of bread from a nigga. They're gonna settle with you, and as a result of the settlement, you are not gonna get everything that you want. So once again, for this reactionary community, Man. people. They always want the exposed. You don't need them to be. They already, you know what the NFL is about. It's almost like people needed to read some shit to just say so they could argue. No, nigga, they are, uh, uh, you know, they're racist as fuck. <laughs> and, you know, they're going to utilize this situation to try to save face. Right. But what do black people do? They begin to attack this guy, like, he didn't give them the fix that they wanted, and then they just mad that he walks away with the bag, but they don't get no tea. They want tea. You know, niggas want tea. They chatty-patty gossip-ass yeah, niggas. Trauma and drama, man. You know what I'm saying? So, look, get your bag, and then people are like, oh, he took money, and there's people who lost their jobs. Look, if y'all didn't, yeah, didn't know what he was doing from the gate, then you're the, you're the goofy. He was suing them for money called collusion, meaning that they were stopping his bag. So when he gets the money, then people is like, oh, he's all about the money. Niggas is ignorant, man. Niggas is so, you cannot please niggas who have, you know, there's no pleasure principle with niggas. They're miserable and they want company. And when they see it, because they don't, exactly, because it looks like he's removing himself from the company of miserable niggas by receiving what they perceive as the bag. Oh, damn, this nigga is not miserable like us. Yo, you sold us out. Uh-uh-uh, you're the biggest sellout. I seen some some dumb shit going on with, with the conversation the niggas was having. And I'm like, man, that is sad. Y'all like, got lost in the sauce. They got washed up soon as they was talking about the whole movement is, is about the national anthem. And it's about this. They get the 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 media was just pumping so many uh colluded stories. You know what I mean? It was it they was taking away so many different narratives from the bottom line. Niggas got lost in that. So when it came to the settlement and Kaepernick got what he you know got what he got, 
they like, oh, he oh he sold out. Oh, he this and that. Oh, he he pandering. Oh, he yeah. that he wasn't for the cause. It like, was he, like, yo, <laughs> is that gonna cost cops from killing people? Like, like on, his uh, he's a he throws a football. He's a quarterback. Like, what are you talking about? Nigga, is you stopping people from killing niggas? You feel me? You feel me? Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, when people come with that kind of rhetoric, you got to bang on them right back with the reality. Just log off, okay? And holler at me in real life, and let's see what you're really doing out here or trying to do. Nothing. You want to yeah. argue all day and have Twitter fingers. You feel me? Then the niggas y'all look up to, they, they performing for these cats. They right next to them, sitting by them courtside, uh, booth side, laughing it up, shucking and jiving. Yeah, you feel me? So I can't respect none of that. I, I, I lost so much over the past probably couple of years, especially this year. Let's just say over the past couple months. Yeah, you feel me? I just lost so much respect for cats because niggas oh. really show how they yeah. don't have no integrity or no moral values that I that I have. But so I can't look up to that, man. We're in a time of revealing, right? Yeah. Bird box niggas taking off the blindfolds. Like we're in a time of revealing. We're in a time of, you know, um, basically the Aquarian age. All of the veils are being lifted. So what people thought was official is being tested. Mm-hmm. You're going to show your hand and it's going to be shown what it And I, like I said, I don't, I don't walk around acting like I'm perfect. You know At I'm all. Right. Really but I got integrity. I got moral fiber. And I have character. I could stand on that. Yep. You know I mean, I could stand on. It. I'm not perfect. I messed up with some things in life, shit like that. But I still got my dignity and my manhood. You feel me? Like yeah, I never. Man. I could be. They could take what what they perceive is everything from me, because I won't even tell the. I won't even let the world know what everything is what my everything is because you put yourself in danger of somebody being able to try to take that from you. Every but time. They think, you know what I mean? They could, they could take what they think is everything from me and I get it right back. Every, I, man, when I, I quit my job in December, I had that same mindset, man. I get more. <laughs> I get more. I laugh at nigga. I get more. It's it, you know how many times I had it and it went away and it oh came my God, back. <laughs> and it came back. And it came back tenfold too. It came back tenfold. It go to show me that none of this is real. It's not real. It's it's temporary. It's tangible. So I'm focusing on the things that are not tangible that I created that are, are real, that, that that add value to my existence. That's right. Ain't the struggle for that. Struggle builds character. I would never know this shit being a nigga. I would never realize this being, you know, even if I was running around with, with all of the trinkets that life has to offer, I would not learn these lessons. These are life lessons that I will pass on to, you know, my children's children. But they can't stop you when you know who you are, fam. And, and you know what's crazy, man? And I spoke about this on a recent episode with a cat from New York as well. And he does real estate. Um, made his first million last month. Dope. And I was just talking with a man about making the sacrifices. You know what I mean? Like, I never, I was never a person, even when I was young, you know, first getting into getting jobs and all of that. 
I just knew who I was as an individual, and I think I I, I credit my family for that. You know, regardless of what we go through or, or whatever, I was raised with some kind like stand for something. Don't let anybody talk to you any kind of way, disrespect you. I don't care if they eighty to eight. You know what I'm saying? Have have some integrity. Have some stand up for something. Have a moral about you. Don't let no job define you. Don't let no classroom define you. Don't let no stranger who ain't about nothing define you. You that's define right. yourself. And, and and you got your faith in God. You got your faith in family. And that's really all you got. That's you right. got your spirit and you got your family. And if you lose one or the other, then you lost in the, you lost out here. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. I'm I'm learning as I as I, you know, as I mature, you know. I'm learning what's real and what's not, what's free and what's not. Same here. Like, so at the end of the day, I just feel like brothers got a long way to go if they think that, you know what I'm saying, that life is about chasing a bag. Life is about uh, sacrificing who you really are. Because it's called man know thyself. And if a nigga is willing to you know, um, what do they call that? Compromise who he is for something else? Then you don't know yourself. You never knew yourself in the first place. And people die not knowing who they are. That's the sad part. You got to come back. That's the thing. You got to come back and try it again. And this time around, it might not be that easy. So whereas they telling people, yo, this is what you should live and die for. How many niggas do you know died selling crack to their own people and they're revered and immortalized and people are still talking about them uh, a, a few months later after they gone? Too many, man. That's not immortality. Immortality doesn't come. Immortality comes when you sacrifice yourself for the greater good of, you know, some shit that, that, that's bigger than you. You know, and 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 to touch on that too, excuse me. To touch on that too, you know, I don't like how uh, we we got this cancel culture and this, this throwaway culture, and you know, um, you know, Malcolm X was once Malcolm Little. You feel me? Like allow niggas room to grow. You right. feel me? We all make mistakes. You ain't perfect. Your uncle, your granddad, your your cousin, your your peer ain't perfect. Yep. You feel me? So when niggas is trying to make transformations in the flesh. Why why are you banging on them so tough? Prime example, what we just talked about with the Kaepernick thing. If you know what this, this man could have died, he literally could have died for this. They killing niggas left and right. And you mean to sit up here and tell me he sold out because he got a bag for almost dying for a cause that charges damn near forgot about or really don't care about. Unless it's to get an emotional reaction out of somebody. You know what I'm saying? So stop with the cancel. Stop trying to get rid of niggas so fast and in a hurry because you got a long life to live too. Don't forget that. That's right. You got some atoning to do too. That's you right. Feel me? So I, I wish people would stop that. Don't stop digging up old tweets because you got you got bones in, in your closet too. Stop playing. That's you right. You just ain't big enough to get exposed. And when you do, ain't nowhere to run because you've been on the internet and them comments gonna get to you. Yeah, I know your spirit ain't right. I know your mind ain't right. So you ain't built for the backlash that you be out here uh, a given. Mm-hmm. So stop. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas got to niggas got to stop projecting their insecurities and their fears and their doubts on and, and their disbeliefs on other people. 
That's right. And that's what's happening a lot. And, you know, it's just part, it's a sign of the times that we live in. Like, that's where social media, that's, that's the, once that's the pros and the cons of social media, you know, it's projection. And if people want to live vicariously through other people, well, then you get to be a goofy too, because, you know, they goofy. A lot of people out here goofy. So it's man, know thyself, be comfortable in your own skin. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. You can be influenced. I, I've been influenced by a lot of people in my life. Oh, still? Of course. Yeah. Like, I get influenced, but I'm not living vicariously through no man and no woman in these days and times. You can, you can hang that part up. You know, man, before we wrap up, <clears throat> the last thing I do want to touch on, um, uh, Dame Dash, you feel me? Out yeah. here apologizing to the liar Cohens of the world. And, and basically just dismantled and discredited his whole culture virtual series yeah. with my man Kenyatta Briggs. Like, yeah. I just thought that was whack, man. Like, I don't know if they trying to scare dude or, you know, or what's going on. But like I said, these are niggas we grew up on. And, and to see them be grown men with families out here apologizing to people who raped their culture and raped them and showed them how to rape their own people and, and dismantle their own culture. You apologizing to this man? Who yeah, owns YouTube now or, or got a situation with YouTube where he pushing deaf culture left and right and, and pushing these young niggas out here to destroy the culture even more? You apologizing? Yeah, and he admitted, like, that. he admitted on The Breakfast Club that that's what he do. He's like, wait, I got to feed my people. Like, you niggas will be destroyed if that's what I got to do. Like, don't get it fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's nothing personal. I don't, I, don't, I don't like you niggas. I just make money from y'all. You're not in my culture, so I don't owe you anything. So, that nigga, he said, yo, you messed with Dame? Who was that? <laughs> nigga said, who was, who was Dame Dash? I said, wow. So one of the things that Dame was doing is, you know, for anybody out here taking score or taking notes, his whole team was white Jews. Like, a lot of the people behind the scenes on the cameras – you know, a lot of the people who were helping him with his broadcast and whatnot, yep. like young Jews and whatnot, he got exposed by one of them. The nigga went in on them. Nobody talks about that. This happened like a week or two before he apologized. A white boy who was working with him, a Jew, mm-hmm. basically turned on him and was dragging him. And it didn't catch legs in the media and whatnot. Nobody picked it up. But you know, you have to think like, you know, what could have happened? What could he have? He might have known some stuff. You know, these are young Jews. Like, once again, just because our culture don't respect the elders and they don't have no kind of traditionalism, you could never say that about Jew- the Jews. Oh, at, oh, at all. The, the, it's in your face. You can never say that about the the the, the Italians they have traditions. They're going to follow their traditions before they follow your ass into whatever grave you're digging for them. So you don't know how that went down where the white boys who've been around uh, Dame all of this time got approached by their Jewish elders. And yep. the Jewish elders was like, look, we're going to put the pressure on this nigga and y'all going to help us. You know, he was clearly surrounded in that video. He was, he was, he was in a place, he was like, it was almost like niggas wore him out and then probably had a gun to his daughter's head by the camera 
and was like, fam, do the, you know, talk your shit. You talk now. Yeah, like, go ahead and clean that shit up. <clears throat> Who else did an apology? They, that, it was a whole week of apologies. Man, Somebody man. else did some shit just like that, right? I can keep up, Pill. <laughs> yeah, it was something else that happened. When somebody came out and they was like, yo, I'm sorry, uh, I, I didn't mean to say that. Oh, the Tory Lanez had beat the young boy up, Dax. Mm. On film and made him apologize. And then he I came out seeing and that clip. Yep. I was like, yo, the only reason I said that because niggas wore me out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was getting beat up. You know what I mean? So, you got to always keep in mind that, you know, got to keep your security tight. You got to keep, you got to, you, you, you know, you can't be caught out there lacking in traffic because niggas will clean you up. This is not a, this is, this is billions of dollars at stake. This ain't a game. It's not, this is not pity pat. These are industries that people are going to war with. You feel me? You yeah. have apologized. That means I've been compromised. You know what I mean? You ever hear something about suicide? That means niggas knock me off. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, like it's got history. History will show you that. Yeah, you just gotta let it be known because they will try to they will try to wash niggas and say that oh he was going through something. They, you know what I mean? There's all kind of technology out here. And and then too, man, like when you was kind of you raising the streets, bro. You raising like we know what's for gazing and what's not. Like nigga, we know what's up. Like stop playing. You can feel it. You got the pressure put on you, bro. You you got that phone call. Somebody stepped to you. Somebody stepped to you, fam. Stop. Like, it wasn't just a Rock Nation brunch. It wasn't just no niggas having champagne with the orange juice. You feel it me? That. It wasn't the bottomless mimosas. No, niggas came to your doorstep like, yo, knock, knock. But my thing is this. If y'all gonna make Dame apologize, make Zimmerman apologize. You know what I mean? Put the pressure on some shit that you really could get points for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't get points for that. You feel me? Ain't nobody bang. Ain't nobody banged on him yet. Nah, he done threat. He done threatened the life of the big homie, the 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 you know the Godfather of this whole shit. You know what I mean? He done threatened him and his wife. You know, the Godfather. The niggas will niggas will kamikaze for Jay right now in, in in the game. They will go all the way out. You know what I mean? So, my thing is, you know. If black men are gonna come together and start bossing up and 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 being you know heads of industry and whatnot, there's gonna have to be some kind of retribution. There's gonna be some kind. You're gonna see shit like that go down because when power consolidates and starts moving, you know, a lot of people are gonna get moved out the way if you're not in the plans. Gotta understand that part. You know what I mean? Like I said, there's billions of dollars on the table. Okay billions so and then when it comes to the dame thing like who you know you you just gotta you can't be banging on people and then laying down with the same people man it's you you know you can't have it both ways you know man it's just it's just it's disappointing you know surrounded by a lot of europeans so at any time the, the 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 chance to be compromised exists. You know what I mean? You, you're around a lot of people who you they got interests. They you don't know who they tied into and all kind of shit. You like, don't know. You don't. My, you heard what the boy, what your little man Drizzy said. Mob ties. 
Yeah, Bob ties. You know what I'm saying, Straight man? Like Straight like that. You know, and if you don't stand for nothing, like that's what I'm talking about. Like you, you gotta, you gotta die for what you stand on. If you gonna bang on me, man, go ahead and bang on your boy, cause I ain't laying down. I'm, I'm gonna seek, I'm gonna keep I, being vocal. I, I gotta die for this. Yeah, I just be immortalized. I got to, bro. Now, <laughs> you apologizing, right? You're not a legend like you was. So even if something happens to you later on down the line, you didn't stand on that shit that you was talking. So you feel me? It's like, damn, niggas is not you're not gonna be remembered the same way. Like I said, you know, we all idolize somebody and to be uh such such influence influenced by hip hop and the culture and to see these brands be built and to see the the the, the spawns of these people, you know, from the the, the companies they produced and, and the blueprints they laid out. And yeah. then to see niggas just, like you say, compromise their integrity, you know, because you scared of some niggas to, to bang on you and your people. Like, then what you really, what you doing this for? Yeah. What are you doing this for? What are you advocating the, the culture for if you ain't willing to die for the culture? I would I would rather die for this than be exposed for being a lame, goofy, apologizing to people for what I believe in and my truth. Right. You got me messed up, bro. I don't. I don't care. I don't. I don't care, bro. You're not about to do that with me. That's right. That's why I left. That's why I leave jobs, or I'll, I'll be leaving people where they at. Cause you ain't finna come at me with that. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I, I got. I got belief in myself. I know who I am. I love me. I know what kind of life I want to live, and I know what God got in store for me, just off my trials and tribulations alone. Mm-hmm. So, nigga, ain't no job about to come tell me how to be. What to be? You're not about to talk to me any kind of way, look at me any kind of way, do me no kind of way. Life ain't cut from that cloth over here. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, I'm learning and maturing. Yes, I, I got things to work on. We all do. You feel me? But you're not about to you're not about to make me go against my truth and who I am as a person. I got to live with that. I got to go to bed with that. You feel me? I got to come with my little cousins, my nieces, my, my brothers and them. I'm the one got to live with that, with, with my people. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I'm the one. And you want me to sit up here and bang on me now? I'm not about to say sorry to nobody or bow down to whatever you, you think you got going on. It's bigger than that. And that's why I, I, I be how I be with the elders because it's like, yo, a lot of y'all just laid down. What was y'all spirit to, to keep going? And now y'all breeding children and y'all breeding grandchildren who just soft. These niggas don't stand for nothing. They don't believe in nothing. They'll oh, give man. up their whole community for a bag. Oh, man, they the worst. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. come on. Like, this this got to stop. And, and if, I, if I can be the first one in my family to, 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 to turn something around and, 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 you know what I'm saying, and, and provide knowledge or provide any kind of opportunity, I'm going to do that. By any means, I don't care how long it take. I don't care how hard it take. Niggas is up all night, all day studying, reading. You know what I mean? Like, come on. We got to put the work in. Facts. And if I'm young, I'm in my 20s. I got all the energy in the world. I ain't, come on now. Let's read up. Let's link up. I'm telling people, like, yo, take it for, like, y'all got it. Y'all got it better than how we had it because you're getting the game at a time when you can make something happen and still be able to fall back in your late 40s and enjoy the whole fucking ride. Like, I don't know if the 20-year-olds understand that part. but They, don't, they don't, man. You know, don't don't waste that time. 
use that energy and that fearlessness and that motherfucking vigor to build some shit, knock some shit down, build and destroy and get it in. Yep, and that's why I was talking with your brother, man, about, you know, getting some gems from my granddad about, you know, this agriculture game, just farming, period, learning about the land, period. You know what I'm saying? Taking it serious, you feel me? Because mm-hmm. you're gonna get you're gonna get tired of having going through another cycle of broke, or another cycle of I don't know or what's going on or just confusion or what are we doing like. But I don't know if if, if there's a after this time I don't know if there's a way to come back. Once this shit, once this era, or this jump, because you got mad races on your neck. You you fall to the bottom this time. You at the bottom forever. It ain't no, it, this is do or die. There, there's no, oh, we just going to figure it out. No, you're going to be working for Africans and Indians and the Chinese. You know what I mean? Like, no. You Who don't, don't respect want. you anyway. Yeah. You <laughs> they know, look at don't. you like, they look at you as a permanent customer, bro. They don't look, you know, I was talking about that on the last episode. Niggas ain't bringing no leverage to the table. Nope. You feel yeah. me? They looking at you like, oh, let me, you an employee and a customer. That's it. You the help. You the, you the help. Yeah, you don't help. Like, I know they trying to be around these people. You feel me? Trying to check them too. Like, yo, come on now. That's why. That's why I put so much time into learning things and being sharp with things because I know what it's like when you're in a room and and people insult your intelligence because they think you don't know. You feel me? That's why I try to know so much. So I walk into a room and I know a little bit about a little bit. That's right. You feel me? Because you're not just about to manipulate the conversation or, or dictate what's going on in this room based off of the knowledge you know and I don't. I'm coming to the table with leverage. It may not be the bag, but I definitely got the knowledge to attain it. That's right. You feel me? Like, people got to stop thinking that way, too. Stop thinking everything is a money grab. What about the knowledge grab? I'm sorry. Because there's a lot of people out here with money who don't know nothing, and it's clear because they ain't built nothing. Yep. They ain't did nothing. So that, that tells me everything I need to know about, about money. Sort of yeah, that. Like, you got to stop, man. Niggas got to be, be real about their circumstance and their situations out here, man. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I agree. I totally agree. No pill, man. Like I say, man, I appreciate the time and, and, and the conversation and knowledge. You know what I'm saying, man? We, we got to link up one more time and, and make something happen with another conversation. Okay. Like I said, based out of here in Detroit, man, I know y'all be here uh, <clears throat> every now and then. You know, I know you got your merch and everything. So go ahead and get your plugs in right now, man, your socials and all of that. Yeah, well, I'm online. I'm on uh, the gram, Twitter. Uh, you can find me at L-E-L underscore Filthmore, P-H-I-L-T-H-M-O-O-R. That's P-H-I, like Phil. T H like Thomas and M O O R like Moreland. That's my whole name in one. So uh, they could check me on that. Then you could check out the YouTube channel, No The Ledge Media. You know what I mean? Melanin Mondays, Third Eye Dope Thursdays, series. Dope Series, tough, tough Talk Tuesdays, Money Making Mondays with Blue Pill. Yep, I, I've been seeing your brother pushing the content. Yep, yeah, he he jumping on board. Um, know the ledge radio, like I said, on all streaming platforms, you could just 
pull that up on Google. Kingscounty.bigcartel. That's my clothing line. K-I-N-G-Z is in zebra. K-O-U-N-T-Y dot big cartel. And then I think next month we got a whole new site. K-N-G-Z-K-N-T-Y dot com. Like the vowels are gone. So it's just I got you. For Kings County. That that site right there. That's like sportswear, streetwear, all of that. That's that's a whole new site and shit like that. So, you know, uh, Twin the Album. We got music, Twin, T-W-I-N, the album. You could stream the album from there. You could purchase the album and download it. The physicals are also available. We don't really fuck with the title and the Spotify and all of those people because if the word hasn't got out, they are raping niggas in ways never before seen. Oh, so, my God. As far as with the streaming game, right? Streaming game. and. Oh Checks that I've been seeing. Penny, pennies on the pennies. on the albums. Man. So if y'all wanna, yeah, support the artists, man. We about cutting the middleman completely out. That is the that is the path to power. <laughs> Before they figure that out and, and, and implement some shit, because they already working on dismantling that. But the path to power is to cut the middleman out. You don't wanna you don't wanna be a customer. You wanna be partial owner. You wanna have shares in your own shit. You want to receive right. the most lion's share for your sweat equity. We want to get out of the pimpery game. So it's, you don't got to talk about it. It's just that when you see people doing it, you just push the support their way. And in order, when they when they get right, they get other people right. And everybody that's watching those people, they can use them as examples. Because that's all the industry does. They fluff up people, glorified employees. And then they say, oh, look, they point at them. As the example, oh, look how it worked for this person. Oh, look how it worked for that person. And then people think, like when they go to sign somebody who's cooking out their trunk and doing their own thing, who's popping, they'll just drag one of their little menstruals out and be like, look what we did for this person. Not knowing that that nigga's in debt, he's miserable, he's, you know what I mean? He's mad because the album didn't drop, but they don't, they won't tell you that part. He don't own his masters. He ain't a master. So it's masters and slaves. They ain't no more field Negroes. It's just mass. Ain't no house niggas. It's either you on you a slave or a master. So we have to figure out immediately who we are and what role we're gonna play and then play that shit. So I'm gonna just leave it on that. Yeah, man. Like I say, bro, we're gonna chop it up soon, man. Just Already. a young dude, man, trying to get his voice out there and put people on the platform Don't who I, I, I have interest in and also who can, who, who have value to bring. That's you know right. what I'm saying? So Don't say try, though. You don't, you're not trying. You're doing. Because that's a whole nother conversation about our language. The language of hip-hop is a debilitating language. It keeps us in poverty consciousness. But that's a whole nother story. But you're not trying. You're doing it. Yeah. You know? You're, you're in the, you're in the, you're, you're doing it right now. So I appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep uh, shining the light on the people that are doing what they got to do. And I promise you, things are going to, it's going to, everything is going to fall in place. Yeah. It's just crazy, man. I definitely believe in manifestation because um, I've been watching you guys for a minute. 
you know, and I, I watched a clip with Gary V, and he was just talking about, man, get getting these people comments, getting these DMs, get interactive, you know what I mean? So I'm like, yo, shout shit, out to what, I, what I got to lose with a yes or a no, you know That's what right. I'm saying? So let me go ahead and reach out, and if they reach back, we good, you know what I'm saying? If not, if you go to the next person. So That's I definitely right. got motivation and inspiration from that, and you guys, man, on this on this search for knowledge of self and knowledge for the community, man, so we can give back to our peoples, you know what I mean? That's right. You are right. I'll be chopping it up with you, Peel. Thanks for the uh for the for the for being the guest, man. All right. Peace and love. Peace and love. All right.